0: The Daily Dribble And welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast guys As always I'm your host Nick Zammett Here back with the full squad this week for another massive episode We've got here Mr Liam Hancock Hey guys And Mr Roy Hancock How are we going? Gentlemen the conference finals are here It has been an enthralling week of basketball to say the very least What have we made of it all thus far Lee? Are you like the excitement, for me, I, I've tried to contain it a little bit there, but it is bursting at the seams. Have it's, you found it an incredible week? Oh, it's been amazing. And a lot of the team or the four teams
1: that are in the conference finals, no one would have expected them to be here. No, I certainly didn't. Um That's we, what makes it so exciting, mm, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. with the exception of the Nuggets, perhaps, but... um and and the Celtics, but it's been amazing. So you expected half of them to be there.
0: Oh, well, there you go. That's yeah. uh well,
1: they, they were in contention. <laughs>
0: With well, the way our broken schooling system is 50% to pass mark, yeah, isn't it? So there you, you go, right. like You've done all right, pal. Row for yourself, you know, both our teams in the conference finals. It's uh, you know, it hasn't been the greatest of weeks thus far mm. for us. We'll touch on that a little more shortly. But for yourself as a fan, have you enjoyed, you know, this it's crunch time basketball here. Every game, every possession matters. Yeah, well, you look at both. Rounds,
2: are uh, both matchups at the moment, both equal, squared up, one all, and anything could happen really at the end of the day. Not, not for my boys. Oh, yeah, your boys yeah. actually went down today, <laughs> they? unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, but um, it could go either way. So, I don't care that it's two nil, it, yep. there's still plenty to play out in both of these series.
0: Fantastic. Well, I look forward to discussing that a little more with you two very, very soon. Before we get into the show, though, guys, a big shout out to both Stadium Scene and the cover. Week in and week out, I continue to say it. They are doing tremendous things for us and a whole host of other content creators in and around Australia, the US, New Zealand, helping promote and showcase our work. So very, very thankful for all their continued hard work and support of us. Guys, before we go into some playoff talk, let's start with some quick odds and end and start first and foremost with arguably probably the most highly touted player in recent memory, recent history for that fact. Victor Wembenyama, mm. his fate almost it seems all but set. Uh, during the week, the draft lottery took place with the top five. Well, I'll rattle off the top five teams. Mm. Yes. Um, their top five picks. The number one pick will go to the San Antonio Spurs. The number two pick to the Charlotte Hornets. Number three, the Blazers. Number four, the Rockets and the Detroit Pistons. Rounding out the top five there. As I said, guys, Wemby, it's mm. a name that's been on everyone's lips the last probably 12 to 24 months. No doubt. There is no there's no feasible circumstance we see that he doesn't go anywhere but spurs is there no no way no way he's a
2: spur and he'll probably be a spur for a long long time i don't see them willing to let go of him and hopefully he can turn that franchise around because it's been a while since the spurs have been at the top of the table and um you know i think he's a perfect piece for them going forward
0: absolutely and it's um you know it's It's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting to see him go to a team where it's going to be completely his own. Yes. If he had to go on to say somewhere like the Rockets, they've got so much cap space, possibly looking at getting the Harden in, for example. Um, you know, Jalen Green, all these young players. The Spurs are completely a clean slate for him, which I'm really excited about. Uh for the for the Hornets O League, you're still gonna pick up a great player. Um, be interesting to see which route they go Mm -hmm. if they go the Scoot Henderson route or um, you know, they go a different avenue. We'll Andre Miller, maybe. Andre Miller. will yeah. certainly look over the next couple of weeks to getting in some draft prospect um, previews. So mm-hmm. looking forward to doing that. But um, the news that came out was Michael Jordan lost a small fortune. Seven, what, seven fifty mil? That's had the Hornets. Had the Hornets have got the number one pick, their value would have increased by five hundred million dollars, and thus, due to his share in the franchise, he, his net worth would have increased two hundred and eighty million dollars. Oh, no. Ouch. I've got to say, out. I think
1: I think this second pick is going underrated. Let me just...
0: What do oh, we, we got here? Oh, what do we got here? He's repping. He's repping the boys. <laughs> He's brought out the merch. Oh, my goodness. i tell you
1: what, we didn't see much of this merch throughout the regular season. This draft lottery, i tell you what, has given me faith to put this back on. <laughs> of course, initially, as a Hornets fan, right. and most Hornets fan would have been disappointed we didn't get Wemby number one, but you've got to... Mm. You've got to look at it from a different perspective and you've got to count your blessings. You know, at least we're not the um the pistons who fully tanked this season. Yeah,
0: pissed it away, didn't they? And and they got what fifth? It's crazy they didn't have their star their star piece for the majority of the season in mm-hmm. Cade Cunningham there. Um, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's um did it's they a,
2: have equal most chance of yeah. taking that number so one they did. pick? And default of five, that's just Worst case scenario for them.
0: The big thing that's going to be interesting, and it's been reported over the last couple of days, though, is the number three pick with the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, reports coming out over the last couple of days suggesting that they're going to shop this heavily. They're going to shop this pick to the nth degree and try and secure another star to be Dame's running mate and really make what is almost like a last hurrah, or a last mm-hmm. big push with Dame at the helm for a title in Portland. What, um, do, what do
2: you make of that? What Do you think that's the right avenue for the
0: Portland Blazers? I'm really struggling with this one because in, on one hand, I think it is mm. purely for the fact they owe it, you know, how loyal Dame's been, they owe him one more chance at really having a red hot dip at it. Mm. Um, on the other hand, from a franchise standpoint, you know, is another star dependent on who it is with Dame? Is that enough to get you there? and you're really mortgaging, mortgaging your future after that. And my thoughts on it are that it's not
2: enough. I don't yeah. care if they shop that and they get a quality player in return. And as much as I love Dame, it's just not going to be enough to get them over that hump to be in true contention.
0: Absolutely.
2: If I were the Portland Trailblazers, <clears throat> I'd take this third pick and run. And if Dame decides to leave, you know, that's awful news for them. But at the end of the day, it's probably been sort of like a long time coming almost. The writing's
0: been on the mm. wall
2: quite a while now, hasn't it? It has been. And that could be the start of their... Rebuild, come in with a Scoot Henderson or a Miller or whoever the case is. Um, yeah. I reckon they should keep it.
1: I've got a question for you in terms of my boys Hornets. Who, who do you think, who do you guys think they should take it to? Uh, uh, quality
2: you... wise, I, I think they should take, I think Scoot's the better player. Absolutely. But I don't think he necessarily fits in as much. With Lamello
0: kind of the lead ball handler mm. there, it doesn't really make sense. Um probably over the next couple of weeks have to have a bit of a deeper look and deeper mm. analysis of the draft outside of the top couple of players, Bates, Henderson, Victor, of course, mm. um, lacking a little bit of knowledge in that area. So we'll certainly probably have a better answer for you in a couple of weeks time, but the scoot one's interesting. I saw something suggested the other day. If they go the scoot route, mm. do they just full send it and ditch Lamelo? Do they look to offload oh. him? There's probably teams that would certainly – buy for his signature. Mm. Um, did they kind of throw in the towel early on the LaMelo Bowl experience? So, With his injury troubles as well? I don't know. First of
1: all, you've got to take, uh, at least if I'm the Hornets uh, GM, I'm taking Scoot. You've got to, if you've got a top three pick, you've got to take the best player available instead of of course Brandon Miller's going to suit us better. He's a, a, he's a long wing that can shoot and we need that. I think I've been calling him Andre Miller. You have been. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> but, could they look to shift yeah. down in the in the order, no maybe. trade. No trade their pick down a little bit, you know. Assuming that Scoot will go number two, could they trade that number two pick with, say, who are we looking at there? Sorry, the top four. Forgive me. Maybe the Rockets for the fourth, fourth pick, third fourth pick. I, I know it's not an
1: ideal um, fit, but if, if when if Wemby wasn't in this draft, Scoot would go number one. So I'm treating this draft as if I'm getting a number one pick, and I'm taking Scoot Henderson. I don't even think him and Lamelo is a bad fit. We see Lamelo play with Terry Rozier and he runs the point sometimes. Lamello can catch and shoot. He would be good off bowl.
0: Lamello is big enough. to. Can we not use that as our reference point, Terry and Lamello together? <laughs> how did that turn out this year? I know. I'm,
1: I'm just saying it can't. It, but it can't. It yeah, possible. absolutely.
0: Well, can I go one better then? And I don't want to take away from what you've just asked, mm-hmm. but I, I heard a question during the week proposed uh, one of my favorite podcasts. I don't want to plug them. We should be plugging nothing but our own mm-hmm. podcast, but the boys over at No Dunks, mm-hmm. There was a question raised, and it was, if you were a GM at the moment, would you rather have the number one pick, which is going to be mm. Victor? Yep. Or would you rather have Luka Doncic? Um, what route I'm, do you go I'm there? I'm going
1: Luka Doncic.
0: Now, Luka coming age 24 at the moment as we speak, he's made out of his uh, is it five seasons, he's made four all-NBA first teams. Uh, incredible start to his young career, but we saw it this season with a Luka-led team. Mm. Didn't even make the plane. Um you know, how much of the blame you put on him for that is up to you. But which which route would you go there? Just as a little hypothetical. I would go, I, I would go,
1: um, Luca purely because we we haven't seen Wemby in the NBA. You, of course. You could, if, hmm. if you look back to the 2003 draft, I wonder if people were saying, would you rather take Kobe or LeBron? And probably back then I would have said, Kobe, because I haven't seen LeBron in the NBA. He's coming good. off a 3 as well. <laughs> good. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've got to wait to see him in the NBA. Yeah, well put. Well yeah, put. I don't
2: mind that. Uh, that's It's It's actually a tricky question because we're sort of seeing at the moment, is, what is he, 24 Luca. Yep. We're sort of seeing him sort of reach his
0: potential. starting to reach few, his prime. He's coming
2: weeks. into it, isn't he? And he's no doubt one of the superstars of the competition, but we've already seen that he's not really enough – for them to like be truly competing. Um, mm-hmm. the thing that I like about Wemby, even though he hasn't played a game, is he's got all the potential in the world. We still oh, don't know I, what he's going to achieve. I'm so keen, man. Is he going to be oh. a guy who can carry you into the promised land if you're the Spurs, or is he going to be like? I just hope he reaches somewhat near his potential.
0: How good will it be for him, though, learning under Greg Popovich? It'll I, be interesting yes. to see how long he stays on now. I, I hate to stay on Wemby because we've been on it for a while, but he. Oh, this don't ha- worry, mate. The next five to 10, 15 years, it's all going to be Wemby, yeah, I reckon. Yeah. This
1: has to be the most ideal spot for Wemby to land. I know, despite their horrible their horrible recent season, but the French connection with um, Tony Parker, I'm sure a lot of people for, from France, or at least half, would have gone for the Spurs growing That's, up. There
0: was one team I wanted to see. They had low odds, but there was one team I wanted to see getting oh. the Indiana Pacers. I think with Tyrese Halliburton just feeding it down his throat, he would have clocked up 20 assists a game and Wemby would have just feasted on a young, exciting team that's actually performing well. We saw through the first half of the year, they were Mm. an NBA darling team. I was, uh, you know, the odds were certainly not in their favour. May they ever be in your favour. But uh, I would have loved to have seen that. I'd rather see him under arguably the wing of the greatest coach in history. That's going to be fun. It's going to be a great system for him to come into the league. Beautiful, guys. Let's push ahead, though. Um, On the coaching front, there's been a couple of uh, coaching casualties during the week. Mm. First and foremost, Monty Williams has been let go by the Phoenix Suns, uh, a two-time coach of the year, made it to the finals with the Suns in 2021. But new owner Matt Ishbia has made the decision to fire Williams, who has been, in that time, the winningest coach since 2021, which...
2: What know, does it give any other head
0: coach in the NBA? It was kind of startling. And you kind of think, is it is it just a clash with the big personalities maybe in that squad? Yeah. Um, is it just they're looking to go a different route? Maybe having a coach that's not so player. He's a, he's a real player coach. Maybe they need someone to come down and just lay the hammer on this team. Um, who knows, but this one kind of caught me off surprise. I surprised.
2: I, I think it's stiff to be perfectly honest with you. And I, I know we've said it in the past that we shouldn't be surprised when a head coach is the first domino to fall, but come on, like Monty, will. I know they probably haven't achieved.
0: He didn't get much time with, to work with KD. He, did. No. he like- got
2: half a season if that, and you know, I just would have loved to see a full season of Monty Williams at the
0: helm with KD. It could have been a different story. For yourself, Lee, did you see this one coming after there? uh, Early exit versus the Nuggets. Or? Oh, it's always on the tables
1: if they if they fall even. You were slightly. going to say shit the bed, then weren't you? I wasn't. Oh. I wasn't. Uh, if they shit the bed, if, <laughs> if they fall even slightly below expectations, pretty much the coach is uh is gone. Yep. And I did not expect it. Like I expected Doc Rivers
0: to be on the way out, but well, well, not, great segue into that. That was the second team. coach I had there, Doc Rivers. We saw that one coming. Um, how's this? Doc Rivers has coached seven teams that have held either a three-one or a three-two lead. And gone on to lose that particular series, mm. um, the 76ers, I'll touch on a little bit more momentarily. This one, the writing was a little more so on the wall, yes, you'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah it was. Um, but Apparently, be... JH was a big contributor in his uh,
0: in his departure. Well, well, hold on to that, big fella, because okay, I'll... I'll touch on that a little bit more in a moment. But um, yeah, a couple of coaching casualties there, as I mentioned. Quite a few names being rumoured with both both franchises. Um, quite a few big names in the market at the moment: Nick Nurse, Mike Budenholzer, Frank Frankie Vogel. Um, there's certainly some talent in and around the league. Stephen Silas as well, off his departure from the Rockets. I'm going to say this is the most talent
1: that we have. Uh, head coaches that don't have a job right now. has yep. to be Rivers, well,
0: Monty, Get like come I, bud. here <laughs> we go. I don't want to. You know, this what? is our NBA focused show. Um, during the week, we also <laughs> had the NBL Chase Buford. Sydney Kings reigning defending champions, back-to-back champions. Uh, they let go of Chase Buford. So he could well be, you know, it wouldn't be, you know, unfeasible to see him make, maybe not straight into a head coaching role, but maybe an assistant coaching role within the NBA. I was thinking the same thing. And
2: you wouldn't leave a two-time championship team. Don't know if it was quite by choice. Do you think? Uh, no. So you was pushed in, out.
0: Coming from reports and I've read a few interviews and even from what he said, uh, he wanted the opportunity to go for the 3 but just mm. with the direction oh, the franchise was okay. heading and maybe some, uh, you know, there's certainly been a few disciplinary um, little little actions and moments there. I think the franchise has opted to uh, to veer away from him there. Wow, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I so, wasn't aware um, of that, but... but what's your space? You never know.
1: No, right? Okay, while we're on NBL talk, just real quick. Maddie Delavado is coming back. My boy,
0: he's well, back. Well, it ties in with the NBA. Um, Delhi signed on a two-year contract. And he mentioned that, you know, just given the FIBA World Cup coming up, really wanting to lock down some solid game time, mm. he's going to get that with Melbourne United, as opposed to the Sacramento Kings. Great news for us. We love seeing him. It's great for the league down here. Um, and it's great for him to be able to get really high-quality minutes on the court. And he can still, no doubt, impact the game. And probably on a team that... Might be going in as arguably title favourites at the moment after not even making the playoffs this year. I Mm -hmm. think so. I think so. Good looking squad. They're they're looking good. From the top down, they're looking
2: like a legitimate. Joe
0: Lualachul, Chris Goulding, Matty Delavadova, Lukey Travers coming in. Also, there's rumours that Armani Brooks might be coming in, the young star that will be going to the NBA in the next season or so. Unfortunately, they poached our assistant coach as well, Chancey. Yes, Jacob there as well. We could have done a full episode on the NBA. (laughs) We could have. We could have. Well, let's transition back to the NBA. And uh, it wasn't a great week for Mr. Ja Morant.
2: Ugh.
0: Now, come on. There was, during That's the week, fair. we saw a video, IG Live. Um, him and I'm not sure who it was he was in the car with. But uh, we saw Ja once again waving a gun around. It was only for a fleeting second. But it's since come out that the Grizzlies have suspended him from all activities. And the league's continuing mm-hmm. to do its own investigation yeah. as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, this comes two months after Morant was handed an eight- game suspension after brandishing a gun in an ig video at a denver nightclub Um, he's since issued a statement since this video came to light so i'll just read that very quickly and i quote i know i've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me this is a journey and i recognize there is more work to do my words may not mean much right now but i take full accountability for my actions i'm committed to continuing to work on myself end quote do we think lads like, what will be the fallout here? Do we think he can get himself right? I, I first and foremost right. think he needs to spend time around better people. Right, mentally or? Right, mentally and to the space where he can actually still be an NBA basketball player. Because mm. at the moment, um, Nike have pulled all his shoe range. He's losing a boatload of cash. I mentioned last week on the show, uh, running that little solo one, guys. Check it out if you haven't already. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Um I mentioned how he sacrificed a big bag of cash by not making an all NBA team, mm-hmm. which he yep. would have undoubtedly made had he have not been suspended. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So things are falling apart very quickly for Jar at the moment. What's the I'm trying
2: to think, what is the actual payoff of what he's doing at the moment? Because what he's doing is essentially going, Oh yeah, I'm a thug. I'm in yep. the bloody gang and by showing this gun on multiple occasions. But like who cares like you like you we don't know you as that and we don't care about that side of you we want to see you succeed as an NBA superstar and you're missing out on so many opportunities you could be on the outer at the Memphis Grizzlies now, which is just devastating for their organization, if that is the case, because he brings so much excitement and hope when he's on the court. But when he's off it, he's just so problematic at the moment. I, mean, I don't know can they persist with him?
0: He's almost the face of a gener of a new generation, isn't he, Lee? And there's so many kids already, and even adults for that matter, that are looking up to him and seeing him, you know, six months ago as the new face of the league, you know, a player and potentially with a franchise set to dominate the next decade. Mm. And it's all unraveled
1: so, so quickly. I mean, he's completely ruined his reputation as a face of the league because NBA 100%. won't put out as much media. God, how, how disappointing would disappointed would you be if you're Adam Silver? And embarrassed, to be honest. Like, mm. you have this talk with him. Yep. Ja says he understands. Well. Ja says he takes accountability. And then he goes ahead and does that. And that is going to affect Grizzlies' season uh, this coming
0: season. But it's know? interesting because it's not like... I I don't know, and I don't, because I don't have all the facts, I don't want to speak to it too, you know, over the top. But it's not as if it's a problem in terms of, say, alcohol or drugs or gambling or whatever the case may be, like an addiction like that. Mm. It's almost like it's a, it's almost like a troublemaking addiction in a sense. It it is. it, it is it's yes. a weird it's a weird little phase to be at the moment it, for
2: him it's like a it's almost like an optics thing but it's a yes. very bad optics thing for him going on at the moment trying to paint himself in a picture that it, like no one wants to see him in and no mm-hmm. one he 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 must think that by showing this gun he's attracting a certain sort of audience but those people yeah. don't matter they, exactly. they really don't
0: um so I, well, I saw something last night and i just want to read it very very quickly and it was kind of i, I Took a screenshot of it. It wasn't relating to this issue, but as we spoke about it, I just want to read this. Mm. And it might sound biased as a Lakers fan, but you biased with Lakers. With no father, no education, no training, and very few role models, they handed this young, dirt-poor kid four hundred and twenty thousand dollars per week at the age of eighteen. He married his high school sweetheart. Was never arrested. Never used drugs. Never humiliated his spouse with side chick stories. No outside babies. Never in the news with so much as a parking ticket. Excellent father, heavily involved with his kids' activities. Greatest player on the planet in the game today. Twenty years later, same dude, same maturity, same chick, same family. Reputation intact, and has sent thousands of kids to college fully paid for. And yet, people still hate him. Why? <laughs> and it just—I just, was just thinking about it, and it—you know—we bang out on about LeBron, and we rightly should. Hmm. Everything he does, everything, the way he's carried himself, there's very few professional athletes can have that longevity and maintain such a a squeaky clean record, for lack of a better word. And
2: it's absolutely no wonder that he's been the face of the league for so long. Obviously, we know him on the court. But you also want to have a guy who is picture perfect off the court as well. And everything that you're reading then is 100% the truth. He's been picture perfect optics wise he's been just a good human being from the get-go and that's yep. why he's been given so many opportunities and but as you were saying there's still people who find a reason to dislike that guy and I, I, I i'll never be able to get my head around it
0: well with jar then i'll pose it to you fellas both before we move on do we take it to the baseball analogy is it three strikes and you're out for jar do you think or how do you think it plays out do you think they give him another chance get possibly send him back to, to rehab or to therapy, counselling, whatever it may be, you know, where does it go from here, it do you depends, think, just on a whim? It depends
1: mm-hmm. if we're talking about him um, individually and mentally or his consequences, because his consequences are going to be far, <laughs> far greater than the eight-game stint that he got. And that was still pretty – That I mean, eight games is a long, long time in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um it's enough to cost him 30, 40 million dollars. Mm. I don't know what they're gonna do and I don't know what they what they should do. Yeah. I don't have an answer. Well, I think
2: look, well, I think you do have to give him another chance, but goodness me, if he makes that mistake one more time, which really he shouldn't, but we said that after the first time as well, I think his time in the league might expire. And mm. that's just it's sort of doesn't even sound real to say because no. we've thought of this guy as being like the next yeah. face of the league alongside Luca and, and these other guys. But who knows? If
1: he does that again, he could be out. Just saying, if it was anyone, Bat Jar, and a lower-caliber player, first time they might have been all right. Second time they're probably out the league.
0: I was mm. just laughing. I've seen a couple of things over the last few days about... Um, Dwight's trying to attract pretty much half the NBA <laughs> to Taiwan. That's <laughs> actually that's,
2: the best thing that's been going that was on. An, that was
0: amazing. It's had been absolute stitches, some of it. Yeah, Imagine, imagine <laughs> just seeing that. Like John the face of the League. The year later he's hanging out in the Shandong sharks or something. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Seven points, yeah. Huge stuff. Guys, let's push ahead. Daily dribble. Now I just wanted to speak on these teams very, very quickly. Um, during the week, we saw both the Golden State Warriors and the Philadelphia 76ers bow out in the conference semifinals. Mm -hmm. Just want to have a little quick chat about what happens with both franchises now. So for the Warriors, they went down in six games versus the Lakers and now begins the question that we've heard since that demise is this dynasty run over now from all intended reports over the last couple of days, they intend to keep this core moving forward, Mm -hmm. but there's certainly going to be some tweaks along the way. Now, Clay Thompson, he'll enter the last year of his contract next year worth $43.2 million, yet he's also extension eligible. From latest reports, the Warriors are set to offer him that extension, but with a big pay cut, just to give them a little more flexibility. That's fair. And according to these same reports, despite a really poor playoff series for Jordan Poole, he has the complete and utter backing of Steve Kerr still. Mm. So... Here comes the question, fellas, do they, is it just, you know, they were off in that series? Mm. Do they run it back or do they try and look for a new direction now? And we we posed these same questions even at the start of last year, but how do we feel about it now fresh off their defeat? I think they're going to maintain their
1: main core, but I think there might be some refining around the edges. For example, I don't think, Kamingo is going to be there next season I think he's you don't reckon I think he uh, and I've heard that he wants a bigger role which is understandable yeah. because he's capable of it maybe Moses Moody might leave I mean Iguodala isn't going to be there because he's
0: uh now can we just clarify has he yeah, he's retired yeah okay I, I would have mentioned that because yep. I swear I saw something like I saw I saw that he had and then I saw him put up something saying he hadn't or whatever so I was very mm. confused about which way that was going and yeah. I, I don't think they're going to cut Steph, Clay, or Draymond. Um,
1: Draymond stays. Draymond stays. Right. Those three, I think, are definite stays. And, and like, Wiggins? you can't get rid of Wiggins either. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He stays.
2: I think he stays. And no, I think the dynasty still has, even though they've bowed out this year, I think they've still got a little bit to give, because yeah. you look at the regular season as well, probably where they finished at the end of the regular season wouldn't have been as high as they would have anticipated mm-hmm. it to be, that was due to several things, injuries, yep. personal issues throughout the year, so it's just these well, unavoidable word things. word
0: go with Draymond and Jordan Poole, mm-hmm. St- Steve Kerr mentioned in his exit interview that their chemistry and morale never really quite got back on track mm-hmm. after that yep. that bust up there.
2: And that's a, that's a big talking <clears> point for mine, but because I think they're two very key guys in that uh, on that squad. If they can't coexist, yep. I think there's some moves to be made. And I wonder if you were to—I think we've we may have had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. Would you keep Draymond or
1: would you keep Jordan Poole if you had one or the other? i oh, you keep Draymond. Um, I think Draymond's value gets underlooked.
0: Yeah, I—I I, what he displayed in the playoffs—he was probably one of their best players against the Lakers. Uh, it was great to see him be more aggressive on the offensive end. I would say, Shit. I, I would say Draymond. I'll, I'll say Draymond. You can't yeah. say Key. Are you, what are you saying, bro?
2: Oh, I think it's closer because I I, I probably would keep Draymond mm. in saying that Jordan Poole's got time on his side as well to continue to improve. But I think Draymond for that Warriors side probably just, <clears throat> it, he fits that role really well for them and he, like, on his day, he's a key cog.
1: I mean, he makes – they don't play – they, they obviously play for his playmaking, his rebounding abilities, but I feel like they play –
0: they keep him because he makes everyone around them better. He, his effort, his ability as a leader, Uh, there's very few that have that level in the league. Yeah. Of uh, course, Curry
1: can exist without Draymond, but he can exist exist even better with him. You know?
2: Yeah, and I think he like those guys, even though he can cause trouble at times and can cause un- – um. Mm-hmm unrest within that team I still think you love those guys who have the passion because you sort of jump on their back to a certain extent even though he's not like the guy who's necessarily going to be putting up 30 every night like Steph he's, he's the guy who's constantly going
0: to be talking every single game and giving you that push that you need well can I say something that might maybe get a little bit bit of backlash and I haven't thought about this too much in depth it's just something I'm thinking off the top of the dome mm-hmm. what about and I think there's very few teams that would take this. Mm-hmm. But I think the piece that could arguably go is Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. I think with yeah. Jordan Poole, he can almost be made a little bit redundant, Clay. And if he's coming in into the last year of a contract where you're paying him $43 million
2: layovers,
0: I mean, imagine Way. what you could do in regards to your, you know, a big concern was their bench depth. Mm. What they could do with $43 million spare. They could take like, Austin
2: Reeves off your hands. I
0: would certainly hope not. <laughs> um, but that, like, that's uh, Hayes Valley is very low right now. Though. It, it is very low, and I, I know he's. You know, he's started. He's probably had enough time to work back into things now after since returning mm. from the injuries i don't know i just think like 43 million dollars is a lot of money to pay a guy that's you know
2: that's that's top tier level money he's not the same clay as he was six seven years ago he, we we sometimes fall into this trap with these guys who have had outstanding careers and their prime was as good as any but he's not that guy anymore he just, not that guy. He just, he just isn't and he's getting paid way over as you said which is sort of exacerbates the situation as well. So I'm with you. I don't know if they will do it, but if they
0: were to get rid of him, I would sort of understand. You kind of feel it's almost like similar with Draymond, just given what they've achieved. Mm. It's almost, you know, we'll pay you, we'll keep you just, you know, on merit. Um, Literally the only untouchable on that squad is Steph Mm. and everyone else is up for grabs in my eyes. I think so too. Mm. Well, let's transition to Philly then, lads. Now, I'm (laughs) clip it. I think we've clipped at the last five years. You know what I'm going to say? God damn it. Never, ever, ever again let me back this team in. <sighs> what a kick in the teeth that was. Uh, they went down in game seven versus the Celtics. one one twelve, should I say, to 88. Um, they led by as many as eight in the second quarter. The score early in the third quarter for that fact was 55-55 before the Celtics went on a 33-5 to run to kill the game off. Um, shit. There, you there, goes, you the go, there you goes the mic, see you later, thanks for coming <laughs> I didn't need that anyway There you go, that'll sound good in the headphones I reckon um, But 33-5 to mm. five run That was the game, dead and gone It was so, so disappointing to see them Pretty much disappear without a whimper Little side note though um, Jason Tatum broke a very new record Set by Steph Curry Most points in a Game 7 He dropped 51 points in this game <laughs> Was absolutely oh. cooking with that step back three In the third quarter in particular Um You know, and it just begs the question now, what do Philly do? Doc's gone. A lot of unrest around James Harden at the moment. Do they offload him and build around, build more so through Maxi? Do they just completely say, let's blow it up, get rid of Embiid? I know that's been spoken about a little bit. Um, You know, what is their best move, do you fellas think? And as I said, please hold me to it. Don't let me say (laughs) anything about Philly again, because I'm done. Yes, it was
2: very deja vuish when you predicted a... them the other week, and I, I, you could sort of see it coming because we know what they have
0: provided to us over the last few years, and it's just constant disappointment. Up eight in the second, I was like, "Oh, come on, look out, look out! Yeah. It could be onto something." And then kaput, like that, thirty-three to five. Are you taking the piss? You've got yeah, today in a game seven with, with the history that they have as well. Was the is, MVP of the league? Yep, just disgusting really horrible
2: awful but you're right like what is the go forward approach now and that's probably the big unknown because we've seen reports surrounding James Harden saying he'll go or there's a good chance that he might go back to the Houston Rockets so that allows Tyrese to step up
0: purely into that SG position so the deal with Harden at the moment is Mm. he wants more money he took Mm. a pay cut this year to be enable them to sign PJ Tucker Daniel House Um, so he's kind of of the mindset now Right, I want a long-term contract, four mm. years he's looking at. It's been reported, four years he wants, on really good, good money. Um, mm. And he thinks he deserves that, given he took the pay cut this season, which I certainly can't fault him. No, nope. I think he you, 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 you couldn't simply ask him to take another pay cut for a team that bowed out in the second round. Mm. Like, that's criminal. Um, the question is, though, you know, where's he going to go to get the money he wants, but also he wants to be a part of a high-level team, but kind of be the guy.
1: So I'm so I'm so torn of where I want to see him, like because I I'd love to see him and Joel um succeed over in Philly. I mean they've on paper they're a match made in heaven, you know. But then I also would love to see him as that guy again, the guy at Houston. I actually don't know where. How where about I want him. Clay and Kaminga and a draft pick for JH
2: <laughs> go over for a serious chance to the title. <laughs> Oh,
0: that's, imagine that! I don't know if he'd fit into that, their system to be. I don't honest think with so either. But, but imagine fun, that for a it? blockbuster trade, yeah, that would, would be well. Be. Oh, better put, better fire up the trade machine for that one. <laughs> that's electric. To be honest with you, though, like
2: I, I kind of think he's taking the piss with the I want to be on a contending team. I don't think that's. I don't really think that's. He wants in to his, be the star. Yeah, I think again. he just wants to be the guy. <clears> who wants to be earning bulk coin, which he will be if he gets another opportunity elsewhere. I think Houston, I think Houston will probably happen if I was. To predict where he'll go, For do you think who? Philly
0: will match? No, that, that, I, I th-
2: offer. I think Houston. No, nah, because I think these. I think Philly have got pieces to step up, not to fill his shoes, but to fill a similarish role in terms of output. Yeah. And they'll be getting. They would have to get some quality in return as well. I,
0: well, I was just about to say because he can walk. He can walk right now and, and Philly get jackal. Right, so he's a free, um, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. he's a free agent. So he? today, to Philly, just yeah. they've they've probably got to try and re-sign him, don't they? They've got to re-sign him then offload him. It seems the only logical way that they're going to. What would you put him on, like a a one year? Uh, they would probably offer him a four year. Um, for you, the money he wants, but then try and off shop it around. Yeah. So, I don't think
1: he'd, yeah, because he wouldn't he, accept anything other he, than a He's got all
0: the leverage at the moment. It's a fantastic spot for him to be in. Um, in terms of Philly, though, I think oh, it, it's really got me flummoxed because I see a world in which this team works. Having mm-hmm. an MVP level center in Joel MB with a guy who can not only create his own shots, get buckets, but can also facilitate at a really high level. Yep. Um, we've seen that more prominent over the last couple of years since his departure from Houston. So it'd be funny seeing what role he goes back to Houston mm. in. Mm. Um, I I worry though, their, their bill, if they re-sign him, their tax bill is going to be astronomical. So he's do not have to be let go. Their depth will suffer. I think something's got to change and I think it probably is hard moving on. Mm. I still think Harris can go. I've said it for the last five years. Tobias Harris can move on Freeze up a whole To be honest That if anything Okay let's say that That's the piece I would move Toby Oh you've got to move PJ Like he was P- PJ can go He's mm-hmm. a plank out there mm-hmm. PJ and Tobias go You build around Maxi um, Maxi Harden and Embiid And see what you can do mm-hmm. There you go That's that's what I reckon Anytime I think of Toby Harris now I think of that clip Jimmy Butler Walking
2: back oh. into the change rooms Tobias Harris <laughs> Over me <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo, I don't him. hate him. I don't hate Toby. I don't hate him. He's, he's just one of those guys that, he's like, just a nothing. He's a, he's a bit hated. of a. He tried dog, hard, really. yeah. he, he tried hard, but he's. He, he actually probably he performed pretty admirably in that yeah. series. Yeah, but yeah, so. for the money he's getting, he doesn't warrant it. I think he does now. He didn't a couple of years ago. And I agreed
1: with you a couple oh. of years ago. I don't agree now. Give me some filler just, content just quickly, while I look up what just, he's made this just year. Just quickly,
2: what, what did we make of uh, Ben Simmons' Instagram story? <sighs> like in the Force? <laughs> God. I'm glad Stephen A. ripped him a new one. He did, didn't he? And probably rightly so. Sitting on his couch, probably in Cancun, and he was ripping into them from, or well, subtly ripping into them from from his couch. But okay,
0: um, here we go. Next year, how much do you think Tobias Harris will be making next season? What, what, what? How many years is it? Was his a, it was a five-year deal, 180 million. Um, what do you think he's on next year? Oh, uh, it probably is overs, but like 30. Oh. At 30, that's your answer, bro? What have you got? Yeah, about 33, 35. Tobias Harris, next season, will be making $39.2 $39. million. Mm, mm, that's too much money. It's that overs, it's overs. Overs, okay. overs, <laughs> to the moon and back. Yeah, My man is, is not worth he's, he's, he's But that's not his fault. No, he's I know. I know it's not bag, his fault. Like, I know it's not his fault. Fair play to him. I Security love that. The bag, but... Imagine what you could do with that money off well, your tax bracket. Well,
1: did, well, stop talking about Toby.
0: Talk about the
1: front office and the GM who signed
0: him to that deal and why. no, exactly right. Did Daryl Morey
1: sign him to that deal? Absolutely, he did.
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Does. Um, but that ain't it. That. So Philly are in for a very big off-season, Starting first and foremost with looking to sign a new coach, and then delving into the James Harden situation. Um, another disappointing season once again. Very disappointing, no doubt. Fellas, let's push on. <laughs> We got there. Oh, that was a big odds, odds and end. Well, that, that was... That <laughs> that was playoffs. So yeah, no, we, out. we're going to call that a, a part two. That little part bit. Part right, yeah. um, <laughs> You call it what you want to call it. <laughs> Don't let the truth ruin a good story. Um, lads, into our conference finals. Our takeaways so far. Let's start in the Eastern Conference. Game one went down... What, what's today? Oh, Friday. It must have been yesterday. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Miami winning this one, one twenty-three to one sixteen. Jason Tatum had thirty points. Oz Butler went for thirty-five points, five rebounds, seven assists, and six steals. Really good start from the Heat. I thought that, I thought they looked good to begin the game. Uh, the Celtics really worked their way back into it and pulled away, leading by nine at halftime. Mm. And the Heat just went bananas. The third <laughs> quarter third quarter went ballistic, winning the quarter forty-six to twenty-five, which essentially set up their victory. The Celtics Mm. tried to push in the fourth, but it was the damage was done. Too late. Uh, The big separating factor in this one for me was the three point shooting. Miami went 16 of 31, so 51.5 percent, whereas the Celtics went 10 of 29, equating to 34.5 percent. Yuck. Game two tips off tomorrow. What do you fellas think about this series now? Are you worried about the Celtics? I'll tell you what, if I'm a Boston fan,
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd, go,
1: be, I'd be worried Ooh. because this game wasn't a case of both teams playing well. And Miami took the edge. Boston looked in disarray. Let me say this, and I'm sure you guys—Joe or disagree? I'm sure you guys have seen this, but I'm saying this for the fans. Jason Tatum took a total of four shots in the second half. Not only that, Jason Tatum took zero shots in the fourth. That's your not, guy. Not only that. In the fourth, he had zero assists. And not only that, no, in no, the fourth, that. he had three turnovers, two of them being vital, uh, yes. Vital, what were their travels in uh, the last two minutes. Um, does it fall on Jason Tatum? Yes, a little bit. But I feel like this is uh, this is a case of the lack of coaching experience for Joe Mazzulla is catching up to him. That and third he's...
0: quarter, when they started to get on that run, he should have called a timeout much, much earlier. Mm. Yeah. He let it go too far. And that is certainly, I think that's the big difference in the factor. Uh, The big difference in the series so far is the coaching. You look at Joe Mazzulla, first year head coach, going up against Eric Spolster, one of the greatest coaches, probably the the best coach in the league at the moment and one of the greatest of all time. The only
2: guy who can rock the tight (laughs) polo.
0: And we love it. We do. Mm. Um, But it kind of showed he is just able to adapt and change and just the versatility he provides, it was uh it was really highlighted in that game one.
2: Well, Spo's been in countless positions like this yeah. over the course of his career,
0: like gets Joe, the best out of his players. Yeah, he,
2: he's been in the deep end a lot of times and he's got his side out of the deep end. Whereas Joe Zula, he's just finding out what this head coaching gig's all about, but mm. particularly in the playoffs, it's a different beast. And he looked shell shocked like throughout right. that third quarter when everyone was thinking, Come on, you've got to call a timeout now. And he just didn't let not it roll right. it. Whereas Started the fourth quarter, Celtics
1: went on a bit of a run. So I was like, nah, I'm not
0: having a look. it. Yep. Time Absolutely. Out, straight
1: away. Straight away. So, and then I think they hit a shot and like started going on a run there. Yeah, heat, yep, you know? they did.
0: So for yourself, Roe, you know, game one, um, I, I I, I think I mucked up. I said, I think the Celtics get it done in five. I would certainly change that now. Um, are did, you, we, did we even do predictions? No, I, I did it last week. Oh, right. Rocking so, the little gotcha, solo episode gotcha. there. Yep. Um, so we, we missed out on that one. I no doubt know where you would have gone with it, but how are you feeling about this series now? It currently sits 1-0 in favor of the heat. They got the road win. Do you think that's just a little blimp on the radar? The, The Celtics have lost their opening round games with all the series so far this postseason. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's not all doom and gloom, is it? Like, yes, it's so far less than ideal to lose game one at home, but, I mean, apart from that third quarter, we outscored the Heat by 14. So it was that third quarter that really did the damage. Yep. And I, it still gives me hope that if we can sort of prevent that from happening going forward, that's a big if, because we've seen that when that happens, we sort of look shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to respond <clears> to it. But if we can respond to that, I, I still certainly give us a chance in this series. But the Heat, oh, yeah. the, the Miami Heat, like, they have impressed me beyond... All heart. My like it's my wildest heart. expectations for them in these playoffs have just exceeded it by tenfold. Like they've been incredible. incredible.
1: I remember we were talking about Tyler Harrow's injury and, and Nicky was saying in odds and ends, um, Tyler Harrow's return would be if they made the finals. And I said, without a doubt, no, they're not making it past this first round.
0: Jimmy heard you. Jimmy was and locked in. He was locked into the show, wasn't he? But look where they are now. If, you, if you're if you a Celtics fan, though, you, you've got to think. You've got to feel... Not confident, but happy about the fact. Very, like you don't expect Miami to go, was it 51.5% again from 3D? Mm, mm, um, a lot went right. They were putrid. They were one of the best three point shooting teams in the league last season. This season were just god awful in the regular season. Mm. But since the playoffs kicked off, they have been money. They have mm. been lights out and uh, just really shone through in this game here. But, you know, do you kind of, you don't want to, you certainly don't want to, you know, test them. Because yeah. um, they are making that ball at the minute. But to go 51.5% mm-hmm. again,
2: big ass. You just can't underestimate <clears throat> how how vital that... I know it's stating the plane, obvious, but how important that first round win against the Bucs was because that just provided them with so much self-belief going forward. Mm. The confidence that these guys are playing with, they're thinking, well, if we can beat the Bucs, number one seed, we've
0: got everyone else covered. Well, and they're playing
1: like... They it. have yeah. the most confidence and it starts with Jim.
0: What was your yeah. thinking... Well, mm. So I, ju- I just mentioned Jimmy Butler, thirty-five point five rebounds, seven assists, and six steals. Historic game, by the way. What yeah. were you thinking when the- <laughs> he's barely played a minute all season, let alone the playoffs? When Peyton Pritchard comes out, yes, and Jimmy's just like, "I'm going to eat you." I'm going to devour you. Surely yeah. you're sitting there thinking, "Oh no, Joey, what are you doing?" This like, is this not got the a-
2: moment, Joey.
0: Grant Williams is not getting any game time.
2: Yes, like yeah. what a key guy for us.
0: I-, I was just flummoxed as to why that was. Out as it was.
2: Um, I don't know. He's he's going really rogue, these players. So I feel like he's, yes, we've made it this far, but geez, there's been some questionable coaching decisions or lack thereof from Joe Mazzulla so far. And I, I'm hoping he's going to learn from his mistakes going forward because um, he's had a few shocking shockers so far.
1: Do you think, and I think so with the way the trends have been going, if the Celtics don't make it out of these conference finals, Joe Mazzulla, is he gone? No, no, he's not gone. But no, I wouldn't don't think so. No, I don't think so. with he, all of these good coaches roaming no. around, he gets another chance. He absolutely. Know. Although, but I, you know how brutal and cutthroat mm, the business is. Yeah, but he
0: he's been offered a four-year. He got offered a four-year contract mm-hmm. in here with the Celtics. I heard mm-hmm. something saying that might be one of the worst extensions – That might age as one of the worst extensions yeah. in NBA history. Just purely giving that a guy a first-time coach that long of a contract. Uh, um, unproven. Yeah, it's it Definitely. seems
2: way overs, but you also look at Brad Stevens in the back office, and I think of he's. Course.
0: I think he's, Forget he's still there. Yeah, yeah, he's
2: thereabouts. He might step not step in with the suit again. Who knows? But he, he's he is pretty level headed, Brad Stevens. So I don't think he's going to jump the gun too much. Yep. But Joe Mazzola has got some work to do to get it's, back into the good graces of particularly Celtics fans. Is tomorrow must win. Yeah, I it mean it's at Boston. Is, and it has to hundred percent. Yeah, because the Heat go back home. Full of confidence oh, against the home crowd. Like, we don't want to talk about sweep,
0: so we definitely need to get this <laughs> next game um, over the line if we're the Celtics. Well, let's go, and I might change mine from my prediction last week. Okay. So give your predictions now from what you've seen. What's to play out? How do you see this series going? Um, I think the series is definitely going to seven, and
1: whereas Boston – the edge last year. I think the Heat are going to head to the edge. finals
0: from the from eighth, eighth seed. seed. Incredible, oh, incredible scenes. I love it. Um, for myself, I had the Celtics in five last week. Mm-hmm. Let's flip that around pretty quickly. Uh, I'm gonna take, I, I just think Jimmy is, and it's funny to say with Tatum there with Brown, I th- think Jimmy's the best player in this series. In, I think in he's the playoffs. Yep, yeah. I think he. We've spoken about it. He is a player who's a top five player in the league in the playoffs. He mm-hmm. takes his game to a whole different stratosphere. So, hence, as I said, best player in the league. I'm going to take the Heat in six. I think getting that road win really, really helps. If they were to somehow eke mm-hmm. out a victory tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got all the faith in the world in them. So, Heat in six. Ooh, I wonder what my prediction would be if I was a mutual
2: supporter. Mm,
0: yeah, but, <laughs>
2: but you're not. The fact of the matter is I'm, I'm not. So I, I'm saying Celtics in seven, very, very important to get next game. And if we don't, it's it's just game over. Like it's, it's potential for a sweep. So mm. I think Celtics in seven, I think we need some better coaching decisions going forward. Hopefully we can lock down Jimmy a bit better than we have been able to already. And you need your star. To show up, yeah, in the late game, yeah. We need another fifty piece. I think from. JT. I mean,
1: even the Boston's. Uh, I mean, sorry, even the Heat's role players were great. Six out of the eight players
0: that played Kyle, scored double digits. Oh, larry has been on one. He has been. I barely played in the season. Duncan Robinson playing Caleb martin Martin's great, martin. absolutely. Um, well, you're going to be hard to
2: beat if you're the Heat. This is so. Obviously, Jimmy, 35, Bam, 20. But then you look at Struess, Vincent, Martin, and Lowry, all 15 each. Brilliant. If that happens in most games, they're winning that game.
0: If you're getting
2: that output from all of these key guys. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's exciting. that I think that win has made this a considerably more exciting series. As I said, I had the Celtics in five last week. Mm-hmm. Them getting this first win. I think it now I reckon this series is poised on a knife's edge. Mm. It could go either way. And it it's really, really exciting if you're a neutral fan out there. Very stressful if you're a fan of either Boston or Miami. But um certainly yeah. looking forward to seeing how that one plays out during the week. Yes. Lads, let's progress to the Western conference. Oh, okay. Oh, sit up straight. Game one, Denver won 132 to 126. LeBron had 26 points, 12 rebounds, and nine assists, Was AD had 40 points and 10 rebounds. Jamal Murray, 31 points, five rebounds, five assists, and three steals. Whilst Nikola Jokic had 34 points, 20 run, 21 rebounds, 14 assists. Um, it was just a dominant, dominant performance. Jokic absolutely feasted in the first quarter, had eight points, 12 rebounds in the first quarter <laughs> to go along with five assists and two blocks. Um, the Nuggets, the nugget, should I say, held control through most of the game. Before the Lakers were able to rally late, mm. uh, they had the chance to tie it with the LeBron three-ball with about forty-five seconds to go. Unfortunately, it didn't go down as none of his threes have. No. Um, Delo struggled once again, whereas Rui I thought was tremendous, and that carried across into Game Two today. He was electric. Rui Hachimura getting increased game time. Uh, Denver won Game Two though, one hundred eight to one hundred three. Jokic, another massive game, 23 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists, three steals. Jamal Murray had 37 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and four steals, whilst LeBron on the opposite side had 22 points, nine rebounds, 10 assists. Watching this game, it started really well for the Lakers. Both the KCP and MPJ got two early fouls. Went into quarter time, 27 apiece. Rui turned up big, though, in that second quarter. He went in. At halftime, with 17 points on seven of seven shooting, to help the Lakers lead by five at the half. Again, held control throughout the majority of the third quarter. They led by as many as 10. The Lakers before the Nuggets clawed it back to three going into the last quarter. Might I just say, have you guys seen the play at the end of the third? I think I did. Lakers get the ball about 14 seconds on the clock um, off a block. Dennis Schroeder runs up. Pulls up for a three. They could have just held it for the last possession. Mm. They are up by five at this point. Held it for the last possession. Tried to maybe make it a seven or eight point game. I did. Um, Pulls up for a three. 12 on the clock. They get the ball back. Jokic runs down. Finds, I think it was KCP in the corner. Misses the three. But gets the tip right on the buzzer. It might not have been going in, but it was called an offensive goaltend Mm. on uh, Anthony Davis there, who had an absolute stinker, which I'll touch on momentarily. They go in three up by three and it just kind of halted all that momentum going up by five. I know it's only two points, but it's a difference. It is a difference when you're playing a team this good. Um, and for me, I was speaking to a mate, uh, shout out to Ethan Griggs, who's a Nuggets fan. And I, I said to him at three quarter time, I was like, I just feel like you blokes are going to run over the top of us here. Mm, boy, were you right. And that they did mm. after a pretty quiet shooting game from Jamal Murray. He caught fire. Oh. Some absolutely massive threes, MPJ, after a quiet game as well, also chimed in with a couple of big threes. Uh, They got quite a comfortable lead. there, up by as many as 12. The Nuggets with only a handful of minutes to go before the Lakers were able to kind of get things back into a a position of potentially winning. Um, Again, LeBron, the three ball wasn't going some boneheaded plays down the end, um, but they ran away with it. The Nuggets to win by five. And there you go. Two zip as it stands to the Nuggets. Um, for me, though, the big difference in this game between winning and losing was AD. Yes. You know, game one, as I said, 40 points, 10 rebounds. Today, he had 18 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, yet he was 4 of 15 from the field, 4 turnovers, 4 personal fouls. And just on LeBron, one more point before you guys chime yeah. in here. That guy couldn't hit water if he fell out of a no, boat really from couldn't. three. He was 0 of 6 in this game from three. And in this playoff run so far, He's one of 20 on three-point shots in the fourth quarter across the whole playoffs. Uh, Lebrick. Lebrick. And mm-hmm. I hate to say it because yeah, we were so just hyping was. him up before. Yeah. But um,
1: it's it's hard because you look at him, uh, you look at his whole career and you say that's one of the most clutch players ever. And the stats say he's one of the most clutch yeah. players ever. Absolutely. But these playoffs, and, and I'll go back to that, it was such a pivotal point to me and for the Lakers in that game one. Him jacking up that ISO three with 45 seconds left. Um, yeah, Lakers were down by three. Got he,
0: back into a, a big, big comeback,
1: big yeah, rally. He was yeah. he was already 0-2 from three this game. He's been shooting, tw- as you said, horribly 20, <laughs> 25% from three throughout the whole playoffs. Puts up an yeah, ISO that's three. Not, that's
0: not bad, actually. That's better than I thought <laughs> Ends well, up yeah.
1: ends up losing by six. I want that ball in Austin Reeves' hands. Because in the fourth, over the last two games, he's shot 75% from the field on eight shots. LeBron's shot 34% from the field in the fourth mm. on 11 shots. I'd, I'd much rather that but I, I, I agree that LeBron is one of the most clutch players ever throughout his career. I won that ball in Austin Reeves' hands. Austin Reeves
0: trying to earn that huge contract, isn't he, Nick? I have bloody oath is. He's mm. going to get paid too. Just before you go, Rory, mm. here's a question. As a fan, would you rather say, so I'm just taking it back to that game one, would you rather have a game where your team just gets blown out and at halftime you're thinking, okay, this one's over, whatever, pack mm, her up? Mm, um, mm. But or would, you, <laughs> or would you rather be given that little bit of hope where your team makes a, a Herculean comeback, there's almost a little glimmer of hope mm. and then it's snatched away? No, I'd rather get smashed out of the water. Oh. So would I, and that's what I thought yeah. it was going to be. I was like, right, I will chalk this one down to a loss hurt so much more knowing we had a chance
2: oh no doubt so difficult to swallow when you think you've got the opportunity you, you're almost thinking to yourself before the game's finished oh what will it feel like oh, if we get up here <laughs> that's
0: and then exactly going, what i was thinking
2: 100 yeah, <laughs> yeah. percent. no it's disappointing but i, I tell you what nick like i wouldn't be too doom and gloom okay if, if you you as a lakers fan like you're coming up against the first seed they've been the best team all year mm-hmm. at home which is Really difficult in Denver, that altitude over there. It's really difficult to get wins over there. And so I wouldn't be too down in the dumps, but these next two games at home for the Lakers, just vital to get both of these because... Six and
0: zero at home so far, the
2: Lakers. Which is a big stat, huge stat. And um, yeah, Jokic, I don't think you're going to be able to stop. I think he's a guy who you just have to cope with the fact that he's going to Lay it down to you every single game But yeah. I think if you can get on top Of some of these other guys like The Jamal Murray's, the
0: MPJ's Aaron Gordon had some big just Throwdowns today, mm-hmm. I was like god damn it look, yeah. We've got to, and I said this last Week, if Jokic wants to score 50 Points every game, so okay, be yeah. it Let him try and do mm-hmm. it, but you've got to Limit everyone else and they've sure. just not done A good enough job, like sure. Jamal Murray's been massive he yeah, has. for as
1: big as um, Jokic has been, I think the role players are winning this game again. Is similar to the Heat, um, in the in Game One, six out of the eight players mm-hmm. for the um, for the Nuggets scored double digits. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you can stop Bruce mm-hmm. Brown, you've played with KCP, you know how he plays. You can stop KCP, um, but yeah, you
0: can't stop Jokic. I will agree with that. It's tough. How do you fellas? You know, we've seen a bit now. We've seen two games play out. We go back. L.A. on Sunday, how do you feel about this series? Where is your predictions line at the minute? I think I have
2: the Denver Nuggets in five. In five? I, I, think, I think so. I think the Lakers <clears throat> might get one at home. Yep. But I think the Denver Nuggets, I think they're just a very well-oiled machine. And they it's plain and obvious to see, and it has been throughout the course of the regular season. Valiant effort from the Los Angeles Lakers. I actually hope they win this series, the Lakers, but I just don't think they will. Yeah. Um. I think that that Denver Nuggets team is going to be difficult to beat by anyone. If if I it's a Celtics or so the Heat coming into the finals,
1: I think I'd still back the Denver Nuggets to win that.
0: Lay for yourself. Where do you
1: sit? I think they can. uh, I think they will take that this next game. Actually, like looking at that game one, they didn't play bad. They shot over fifty percent from the field, over forty five from three, only seven turnovers, which is um, pretty good. And they know what they're doing wrong. It's obviously this this that fourth quarter in both games were horrendous. Mm -hmm. Um, As much as I love LeBron. Don't let him jack up a three with 45 seconds, even two minutes left, to be honest. <laughs> um, and their rebounding is obviously a big yeah. big problem. In that game, one, Jokic out-rebounded the um, the Lakers in the first half, I think 16 to 13 or mm. something. So That's brutal. They, they know what they need to figure out, and I think they'll take this next game at home. So like
0: Denver in... Oh, I, yeah, I'm still going Denver. I'll go Denver in six. Denver in six, okay. Yep. Um, I feel really disappointed. You know, I know we've played two on the road. I feel really disappointed that we didn't win today. We were in a commanding position for the vast majority of the game. We're up by as many as twelve throughout the game, and we just made some really boneheaded plays. And let, Mm. as Joe Mazula said the other day in their third quarter blowout, we let go of the rope. Yeah. Um. I think we really needed this win today. I'm gonna. I said Lakers in seven. I'm gonna stick with it. That being said, I. Don't feel as confident. Mm. I think it's either Lakers in seven or it's Denver in four. Yeah, I I could see it going either way at the minute. Uh, This was really the one that got away. And I think if we went back to LA one apiece, series on. But um, Sunday's game is going to be pivotal, to say the least. Must win. It is a must win. It's
1: going to be amazing to see these Lakers in the playoffs. I mean, they, they haven't even been together for that long. Yeah. Outside of AD and LeBron, they, they're they pretty much a new team, still building chemistry. I'd love to. I, I, yeah, I'm rooting for the Lakers. Mm.
0: Well, here we go. Let's manifest it then, lads. Come on, all <laughs> aboard the Laker train, and hopefully this time next week, uh, Purple and Gold will be raining from the rafters. Can't believe the only guy with a team shirt on,
1: his team isn't in the playoffs. You guys should have your boston annual lakers when you,
0: you when you two when you one zip down at home mm. when you two zip down on the road there's uh you know i, I rocked the jumper last week the Lakers jumper this week not feeling quite as enthusiastic you need a
1: reason i had my reason yeah. I'm not gonna lie as soon as i saw the
2: hornets had that second pick i was thinking to myself well, he's jumping straight back on board and didn't he
0: ever i've got faith in my a few days after and on Bring Bring Scoot. Look at Lee's already. This season's effectively over. Yes. It was effectively over two weeks in. It's already, everything was planning towards next year, yes. wasn't it, mate?
1: Scoot Henderson is a Hall of Fame name, oh whereas God. Brandon Miller is Rolex. I so say Andre Miller Andre is not. Miller. He's yeah.
0: not. Yeah. yeah. No, look, there you go. Scoot is a cool name. It is a school name. It's cool name. name. <laughs> it's, God, Scoot School Scout. It's all <laughs> happening that's probably the cue lads guys (laughs) we really appreciate you joining in with us once again for another action packed week of nba action uh continue to stay up to date with all the socials instagram facebook youtube twitter tiktok to stay up to date with all the latest news from across the nba and nbl lads this time next week when we return we will have a pretty clear picture of who's going to be going to the nba finals so certainly looking forward to kind of delving into a little bit of analysis into that one and how it might play out but uh He's hoping for, you know, yourself, Ro, and me, that uh, this time next week we'll have big grins on our faces. There's plenty to play out, so let's, let's not rule our boys off just yet. Absolutely, guys. From Ro, Lee, and myself, thank you once again for tuning in, and we cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Bye.